The winter meetings have been a complete bust. It's time to pivot and talk about what we currently have and how we can improve. Let's go, man. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Best way to support the show is by listening every day on your preferred audio platform and by pressing like and subscribe on YouTube. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. We are taking a pause from the hot stove to discuss the current Cubs roster for this Thursday episode as the Cubs currently have 37 players on their 40-man roster, Sam. And we wanted to take this detour uh, for a few different reasons, not only due to the inactivity of, of the offseason, especially at the winter meetings, which has been a total, a total dud, a total bore, but also because the current team that is in place uh, is, is better than people think. And I, I think the path to success is, is pretty clear still. Before we get into that, Matt, I just want to formally and officially, on behalf of our show, apologize to our listeners. And I'm serious because there are people out there that exclusively get their Cubs information from us and nobody else. They're not on Twitter and they don't do anything. And on behalf of major league baseball, we genuinely thought that this was going to be a, an action packed week, not just for the Cubs, but, but just for everybody. We thought this was going to be something great. Maybe eventually it gets there post winter meetings, but as a show, we led you to believe that this week could be awesome. We thought so. Everybody did think so uh, until right about the weekend. We started to hear rumblings that this could happen, but it stinks. It stinks that we've talked about the same version of the same thing for the last eight shows. I'm frustrated by it. Matthew's frustrated by it. And I'm sure as a listener, you're frustrated by it. I just want everybody to know that we would never intentionally lead you here thinking that there was even a 1% possibility that, that it would be this big of a snore fest. And it has been, and I'm not exaggerating. This week in baseball, I am as frustrated right now as I was in September when the Cubs collapsed and blew a postseason spot. Whoa. I'm not as sad, but I'm as frustrated and irritated. It it has been a joke. So let's transition. Let's talk about what— I'm physically sick. Yeah, right. (laughs) You don't look it. You look really, like, well-rested. But let's— I'm going to get Culver's after this. Go ahead. Yeah, don't be careful. You know what I mean? I'm drinking a regular Coke. That's how bad of a week it's been for me. So <laughs> that'll put me right to sleep. Just Coke. because of the winter meetings. I haven't, you know, everything else is fine. That's good. Uh, not really. So anyway, um, look, let's let's pivot. Let's Please. talk. Let's talk about what the Cubs currently have. And let's talk about the path uh, to getting better. Yeah, let's do that. So what I have here from Fangraphs, uh, with, with the help of them, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off their starting lineup, rotation, uh, bench, and bullpen, Sam. And right now, this group, 
this current Cubs group is at 79 wins. That is entering the winter. The Cubs are at 79 wins. To without, remind you, they without they, Stroman and Bellinger. Right. And they finished with 83 last year, but they should have won 90. Mm-hmm. I'll get okay, to that. They, they were a minus seven. Yeah, I'll get so to that. So this 79-win group, the lineup right now is Talkman, Horner, Hap, Suzuki, Swanson, Morell, Gomes, Mervis, and Madrigal with a bench of Amaya, Mastro, Wisdom, and Canario. Mm-hmm. That's the position group. The pitching group, starting rotation of Steele, Hendricks, Tyone, Wicks, and Assad, and a bullpen of Alzali, Merriweather, Leiter, Smiley, Quas, Palencia, Little, and Wisniewski. And this group is a 79-win group, only minus four from last year. That's without Bellinger and Stroman and, and as you say, uh, Candelario as well. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so there's there's there is a absences that that already exist uh and prospects that that are waiting in the wings so a lot of discourse right now a lot of discussion fair to say on the negative side although i do think that's a result of the inactivity around the game of course yes because sam as we're going to do on this episode There is a path to winning this division. We could, of course, run the tape. We could run some clips from past episodes. We wanted the Cubs to get a star. The path to getting a star almost automatically ensures uh, success, especially in the division you're in. But they still have a chance to add impact talent and go from this current 79 to an 89 or a 90. We're going to talk about that as we go. But what are some of the main questions right now about this current group? Well, first of all, I just want to, this is the most important point of the show right here. Okay. Turn, turn up your dial right here. The Cubs won 83 games last year, but they played to a 90 win pace. So if all things are equal, if you could churn out the same production, with this manager, you're going to be seven, six, seven games better. What I mean by that for the people that don't understand is all the underlying numbers, the run differential, the offense, the defense, the pitching, all said the Cubs were about a 90-win team. They just didn't get it done because they lost every close game down the stretch. They were managed poorly, had some bad luck, had some injuries. It all went wrong. My biggest concern for 2024 is – the production comes down and then they still win between about 83 and 85 because council makes up for the production. I want to have the same production as last year, or even a little bit better, which to your point, a star would have ensured. And then you get the council effect. And now you're talking about 90 plus relatively easily. So the, the first question that needs to be answered is how do you make sure that you break even production-wise from 24 to 23? Because you have some unsustainable, reliable performances. The first one that comes to mind is Jan Gomes. I find it hard to believe that Jan Gomes is going to have the same production that he had last year as a career year for him. Okay. The second name that comes to mind is Justin Steele. Um, I, I think Justin Steele is capable of being that guy year in and year out, but he was pretty phenomenal for most of the season. And then the biggest one is 
Bellinger or whoever replaces Bellinger because really the Cubs were a completely mediocre team until he became one of the best hitters in baseball. And when he became one of the best hitters in baseball, the season turned around. So whether you re-sign him or whoever replaces him, that getting that type of production again from that position is just probably unlikely. So, so where do you recoup it? First, we have to start internally. I think Hap, uh, Swanson, Horner and Suzuki, I think all four of their performances are pretty easily to, to project and replicate again. I think Suzuki is the one with the most talent and the most room for the biggest jump. And Council was insinuating that the other day at the winter meetings. I agree with that. And I've said it on the show a lot. I think it's a, a mental question more than a physical talent question. I think without question, as the roster currently stands, he is by far the most talented offensive player they have. Uh, I think you definitely could get more out of first base. That'll probably be filled a little bit externally. And, and yep. you know, that's where you go. Bullpen, I think, will be much better because they're going to know their roles earlier than they did last year. And, and the question now is, is what moves can you make to, to say, all right, we're not worse than we were last year. If anything, we're the same. Maybe we're better. And it's probably going to be a trade for Glass now. I think he immediately is an upgrade from Stroman. I don't think people realize even as, as good as Stroman was for most of the time before he blew up in the second half. Like he made 27 starts. The Cubs won less than half of them. Right. They were 13 and 14. And I know that's kind of unfair to him and his production. But really, that's how you project the team. Hey, we went 13 and 14 and Stroman starts. That, that, that's not that easy to – that's that's much easier to replace yeah, they were, than they think. were mediocre. Yeah, so Glass now comes in, you replace that. How do you replace the Bellinger production that you're probably going to be losing? That's the big question. It's not, It can't just be Hoskins. It's got to be Hoskins, maybe, and, and I know people aren't going to want to hear this, one-year filler, one-year filler, one-year filler, and hope it works. I don't know. And then, to me, to really go above and beyond, I'd like to even add another um, starting pitcher. So it's it's Steele, Glass now, Hendricks, Tyone, and then player X, and then maybe Wicks for a six-man, I don't know. Maybe a better reliever, I don't know. Last thing I'll say before I swing it to you. There's a lot of discourse, there's a lot of dialogue going on right now about Jed struck out again, and Jed did this, and we're right. going to talk about the Soto deal. And it's like, I, it, it's really complicated because, and I guess I should save this for later, but it's like, if the Cubs did sign Otani tomorrow for six hundred million, the other half people would be saying they they gave way too much. It was a bad deal. Oh, yeah. and if the and if the Cubs made that Soto deal today, they'd say they gave too much. It's a bad deal. So it's like there really is no winning, as you said. We Probably wanted not. a we wanted a star. I wanted a star. And at some point, Jed Hoyer in his tenure here is most likely going to have to get out of his comfort zone and just take a, a risk and say, you know what, I am going to overpay this guy. I am going to give. 200 cents on the dollar in a trade for, for player X or Y, but for, but he didn't feel like this was the time. Um, and, and I, I still trust Jed Hoyer as I tweeted out yesterday. So I, I talked for a while there. I'm just going to take the rest of the show off. Yeah. You have the main core four: Horner, Hap, Suzuki, Swanson. You have Morrell on the periphery there. What's going to happen with him? I think at this point you only trade him if it's for a, a really key impact person. Uh, preferably a starting pitcher, but that could be a position player as well. Jan Gomes, linchpin behind the dish. You you already mentioned the regression that's going to happen. Okay, that's fine. But someone that can at least be counted on in some in more ways than one. Talkman, same thing. But but obviously that that uh, position long term. There's now a question mark with the Bellinger absence if if that ends up happening. I love and Mike Talkman. He should not be starting opening day. 
No, no. And then major holes on, on the corners. Um, and so there's, there is a lot to be desired there, but, but a core four plus morel uh, that, that definitely raises an eyebrow. And then, you know, I, I wonder about Assad and Wicks, what type no, of value no. they have. Assad should not be in the opening day rotation. Right. And so you wonder as these guys are more depth pieces or swingmen on a contending club, um, then again, that exposes their needs. Because right now the five is Steele, Hendricks, Tyone, yeah, Wicks, and you, Assad. But, well, we know and they're I, gonna and I'm sorry to chuckle, but 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 there's there's just not it's just it's thin. No, but we it's know thin. they're going to you know, make... like a Pringle chip. It's a little bit thin. But we know they're going to make moves there. So let's talk about those moves then. Okay, because a 79-win <laughs> team, how can they get to 90? What is the path? Uh, we've already mentioned Glasnow and Hoskins. I'd like to bring in Imanaga for this trio that I think the Cubs should be targeting. Let's get to it next. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more as the Bears host the Lions on the lakefront this Sunday. Can the Bears uh, get a win at home after a bye week against a division rival? We'll see. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the LockedOn Podcast Network. Realistic targets that could build momentum towards 90 wins and Instantly improve the current Cubs that are at the 79 wins. Uh, the two names that have been mostly closely connected, which is why I'm I'm deeming them the most realistic, is Tyler Glass now and Reese Hoskins. I would also put uh, Imanaga in there, Sam, a lefty starting pitcher. Uh, so so that's that's the trio right right there, and that's that that means then your rotation would be. Uh, Steele, Glasnow, Imanaga, Hendricks, Tyone, Wicks and Assad right, right behind there. Um, there's a ton of relief pitchers on the market. Uh, Jed Hoyer told Marquis on Wednesday that uh, the bullpen has been dis discussed the most this week amongst their camp. Um, there's so many options there. I do think they have some interest in Matt Chapman. I think you're going to see a team like the Giants um, pay up for him. And then a possible return of Cody Bellinger, but I think only if his his price begins with a one. Yeah, 100-something. Um, you know, and and so, Boris, mentioned, Boris mentioned three today. Does does Glasnow, Hoskins, and Ibanaga get the Cubs to 90? Um. No, I, not not confidently. I think it makes okay. them a lot better because here's my concern offensively. I think this team, I think Swanson, Horner, Hap, and Suzuki have proven that they are good supporting cast members. Right. They need a linchpin. They need an alpha. They need a guy. And when Cody Bellinger became that guy and, and Seiya Suzuki was bumped down in the lineup, all of a sudden, you, it got a lot easier. 
you know, it's not, it's not as clear cut as basketball where it's like, if you have a superstar, everybody else gets better around, but it is, it, it is, it is the same principle. You add a, a, a major piece in the middle of your lineup. That guy becomes your focus. You see a little bit more fastballs in front of them, right? You get a hit with uh, more guys on base uh, behind them. It's just a part of it. And I just think Dansby, Horner, Happ, and Suzuki, albeit very nice major league players, offensively, I'm speaking only. I think I think Swanson, if he if he could just be a little bit better offensively with his defense, really does categorize as a, as a moderate star player, but he needs to step up his offense. But I'm just talking strictly offense here, Matt. We don't yeah. have a true star. And so those guys being the focus, I just I think we need a little bit more offensively than just Hoskins. And you know, that's where, you know, maybe, maybe it's one of those lineups that doesn't have a true star, but it's got, you know, no weaknesses. But when you just look at, look at who's winning the world series lately, you know, Corey Seager's a superstar, right? Yeah, no, uh, it's clear. Uh, Adolis Garcia might not have superstar numbers, but in the postseason, the Cubs don't have a guy on their team right now that that was capable of doing what he did in the postseason. No, the year before, gosh, no. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, it's cl- stars, Braves, Freeman, clear, crystal clear. Yeah, they're all stars. Now, you how about get can some- I interest you in a JD Martinez? Uh, you could interest me, and 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 I'll take you know I, I'll read I'll read about it, and you know I'll get through a chapter or two, and then I'm probably gonna switch books. Um, okay. I will say I'm a little bit. I will say I'm a little bit. One more time, I will say I'm a little bit interested in a reunion with, with Jorge, Jorge Soler? Soler. Yeah. No way. Yeah, a little bit. Um, okay. but again. All this is nauseating. Well, he's in that Martinez realm, the Martinez Soler realm. Yeah, but again, neither one of those guys are super. You so know, then, what stars. happens to Morel if they sign a Martinez or Soler? Because they only have the DH position. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I so he'd I, have to rotate it first and third somehow. Well, he's starting at third base in like a really important Dominican Republic game today, and it's not like those teams are losing on purpose. So, okay, you know, I don't. So know. maybe he is improving there then. I have no idea. I would love a Solera Martinez if this is the path. They're doing this this B level path. No, and and it's it look, it's so you know, this is it's so hard to evaluate it because and I know this is I know this is a cop out. I know this is the easy way out, but I a hundred percent get it from both perspectives. If I'm a fan, which I am, I'm irritated. But if I'm Jed Hoyer, and we'll get to this in a minute, I'm like, hey, I've built this thing from the ground up. I rebuilt my farm system. I'm not handing it all away for one, for one year of Juan Soto. If it was two or three years, absolutely not one. And I offered Shohei. I, I can't. I, I don't even know where that guy is. So, you know, I don't know what else there is. Like, I, I do see both sides of it, and it's it's frustrating. It's complicated. We have to just wait for the offseason to play out. Let me tell you this, though, before we, we segue. I have a pen in my hand because I, I, I'm fidgeting. Lee Corso. Let me tell you this. I do not want Cody Bellinger if his price point is, starts with, with a two. I, I just right. do not. I do not feel like his success is repeatable at that price point, and I would have much rather – than just handed out prospects or a, a big contract to somebody else than then go after him for 240. Especially it's and it's it would be a real indictment on Jed if he made that deal because 
at some point, PCA during this 2024 season is supposed to take the reins at that position. And if he right. doesn't, it's a problem. Right. You know, like, yeah, great, great set. Great. The, the set. whole reason you have PCA is at some point the bat should be coming around. He should be playing elite defense. He should be a four war player. And you get him basically for free in the in, in baseball right. terms versus giving Bellinger 240. A, a quarter of a billion dollars. Well, I heard he's asking for 300 for 12. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I mean, it's insane. <laughs> Let the Giants do that. Let the Blue Jays do that. Okay, can I interest you in Brandon Belts? There's been rumblings about him. I'm going to pass on him. Well, no, and, and there's just, folks, it's going to be a lot of diet soda. Here, use this as an audio. Use this as a, one of your soundboards. A lot of diet soda, okay? <laughs> it's not the good stuff. Coming up next, Juan Soto. Is can I interest you in Mancini? Most likely, we talk about that trade and get the Cubs equivalent next. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today covers the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Search Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Yankees reportedly sending... Four names, maybe five that you have no clue. So just be patient 30 seconds. I'm going to give you the Cubs equivalent. Yankees sending Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kyle Higashioka to the Padres for Juan Soto. A generational talent with one year and 33 M's left on a team-controlled deal as last year of arbitration. He's headed to the Bronx, most likely, for those five players. Now, of course, we not know. Not official yet. Uh, not official, okay. Higashioka is a, is a catcher, like a number two catcher. So we're going to throw him to the side. It's really the the four pitchers. And and basically, three of them are, are top prospects, okay. So let me tell you the Cubs equivalent here. Javier Assad, in the order that I just read it for the Yankees, Javier Assad, Ben Brown, Jordan Wicks, and Caleb Killian. I think I think Thorpe would be closer to Kate uh, uh, Horton. Yeah, well, Horton's according to MLB.com, Horton's forty spots higher than Thorpe. Yeah, but Thorpe what was he about fourteen and two in the minor league? But that's overall. That's not pitchers, Sam. So you might yeah. be right. Yeah, it's close, man. Um, I, and okay. King, I, and I, I, King, was, I was thinking about putting them in. And King's better than Assad. And King's better than Assad and Wicks, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I would say, you know, I what, would say, would you have traded Cade Horton and Ben Brown for Soto? I think you I, plus my, two major league pitchers. I, I don't think it'd be both, but I think it would be Horton, Wicks, and then and I, like Horton, Wicks, Assad, and like a like a like another prospect. And the answer is no. Um, for, for the Yankees, it makes a little more sense because they are one of the two teams that are just above the Cubs, like market-wise. The Dodgers would be the other, um, where it's like the Yankees are probably going to resign Soto. Doesn't matter what he says. They're the Yankees. What, what, the, what the Yankees want, the Yankees get. It's been this way since 1918. You know what I mean? They might um, be making, yeah, they're, they're the old Yankees of old might be returning here this winter. Yeah, but the difference is. 
the Yankees of old don't work anymore because the people are so smart analytically. The payroll, it's not the same. Right, when, right. They, when they were winning in the 20s and 30s, they just had the most money. They get the best players. They won. That's how but it works. But Soto and Yamamoto are shape-shifting. Yeah, well, well, Soto and Aaron Judge in the same lineup is crazy. You know, it's crazy. But so is uh, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, and they have as many playoff wins together as you and I. Good point. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I just don't like, in Jed's defense, we, we talked about on the show. And shout out to Bruce Levine, who said that Christopher Morrell could be the centerpiece here. Uh, for a solo deal. Yeah, and, and, and he even at one point at mentioned one, that. It, on one Saturday morning. It was a one for one. A one for one if the Cubs paid all 33 Ms. This is the equivalent of three Christopher Morrells minimum. So right. let's do better, okay? Let's do better. The Cubs were never going to make that deal. And Sam calls out another reporter. He called out Morosi on Twitter today. And I'm going to call out Morosi one more time. He called out Nightingale. Hey, no, no, so we're no. going to have none of these guys on, I guess. We're no, just and be we're guestless. not. No, because I'm upset. Well, let, let me tell. Let me read you what Morosi. Okay. T- let me read you what R- Morosi tweeted to us. Go hours. ahead. You want to tell? It's a talk show. You got you. You can read what you can read. Whatever you want. You want to tell me this isn't an agent plant and go ahead. here. You t- you you know how this industry works. An it's agent right called him. He called Morosi and said, "Hey, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the next scoop if you tweet this out." This was two hours ago from one of the most well-known reporters in the business. Free That's agent, it. free agent Tony Kemp presents a unique skill set oh. after finishing with more walks than strikeouts in 2023, while setting right. a career high with 15 stolen bases. Space, enter tab. The Blue Jays are among the teams considering Kemp. Let me finish, Matthew. A left-handed hitter for a super utility role. Kemp had a 609 OPS and was worth negative one more wins above replacement. How are you wasting? I thought this could be breaking news. He tweeted about Tony Kemp. It's a, it's it's an agency plant. These no guys one are cares. All off. They, there's no merit. This if you tweet out Tony Kemp to the Blue Jays, we can we'll give you more news later. This is this is the worst week for baseball since the strike. <laughs> this is really bad. A no, Tony this is Kemp, awful. A Tony Kemp spot. Go look at his number. No baseball. And if you're 26 minutes in with us, baseball might be dead. <laughs> no. No, don't, don't go that, that far. Yeah. I'm just don't, frustrated. No, no, don't. You know what I mean? Don't take it to a place it doesn't need to go. No, man. I'm just frustrated. Hey, look. Hey, look. Why don't I get a bunch of retweets? Because, you know, I have a very good Twitter following. Why don't I just and get quickly. a bunch of why don't get I I get a bunch of retweets and I'll just talk about Kaz or something. You <laughs> <Yeah. know? laughs> I mean, you could just make up stuff. That's Matt's, you know, friend that played the big league. You know, maybe I could do a martini spot if you get me some permission. Oh, he's still on the Reds 40, man. Because what, what matters is. at this point? There's no facts. There's nothing. Right, right. Somebody, somebody pay me a little bit of money and, I, and I'll say, hey, I'm, I'm hearing through the grapevine that so-and-so is really bulked up and is ready for a big season. He's thinking 30-35 homers. <laughs> Can you I imagine a, if he tweeted that? I got enough traction for, for that to matter. Somebody throw me a check. It's the holidays. I was going to make an Ian Happ joke, but I don't want, you know, I don't want to, I don't want any stones thrown at me. Well, so. well, I've got a lot of stones. I was going to make a joke me. about Ian Happ and like, you know, maybe he's selling coffee or something. Like launching like a new drink or something. <laughs> <laughs> we got to be careful. We're never going to get any good guests on. Thank you so much for checking out this edition. <laughs> and of that's Lockdown. clearly my fault. 
You give us 20 to 30 minutes, and we'll give you all things Cubs with a laugh or two or ten sometimes or more along the way. Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. Shout out to the audio peeps on Apple, Spotify. And we apologize for this. XM. We didn't think this would happen. And more. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt I'll be Cozy. better. I'll be better. This than is Lockdown Cubs. There is momentum happening here.